0: yeah make some ghost accounts I mean that's all right. who follows us it's just accounts of AI people I've made up
1: it's it's sex bots or accounts that we've made yes ooh sex bots
0: <laughs> yeah dude we're that ooh. good ooh alright buddies well let us know what y'all thought give us a follow we love you guys thank you for listening uh Brett what would you uh what would you rate this uh you know this little what? thing this, this first episode
1: back I'll rate this a 9.6 I'm doing a
0: 9.6 yeah me too me too uh, this was good, Lucas. This was a good. Bye, buddy. Bye. In a three, two, one. Now, stop it now. Did Did you already stop it? We're, you weren't recording the whole time. Check check the levels.
1: How well? Okay. Check your levels. I don't know what that is. I haven't done this <laughs> podcast in like a month. Yeah, uh, I know. And so I've kind of forgotten what it's about. What has it been weird? How we do it? Um, no. I mean, I've gotten back to my. Were you life. just so
0: busy like that you couldn't even really think about it? Well, no, because it, it was weird for me.
1: It it was more like uh. It was more like I finally had this weight, this like annoying weight on. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, dude it it was it was very weird, and I, I, I was nearly, I was trying to find so many ways to record this podcast.
0: Yeah, because you had some time there, <laughs> like you were stuck in I, Austin, I, dude. Like that
1: <laughs> must have sucked. The plan was I was gonna drive to Seattle with my friends. And my friends were going to drive the U-Haul. We were all driving it together. My transmission right. broke down two hours into the forty-hour trip.
0: Oh my god! I can't believe it. Uh,
1: so I went back. The car is the the cost of the repairs exceeds the car's cost. So we're like, right. we're going to sell that. We're done with it. So that so the car
0: is not life. even worth the cost of the transmission. No, at this point, no. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, the <laughs> transmission is a pretty rough. Part of the vehicle. You want yeah, that. To I mean, be, it's a, it's kind of essential. Yeah. It's kind of the I last think it's thing one of those you parts. want to break down.
0: Yeah. That's true. I've always heard, like, the transmission's really expensive to replace. But it's just so crazy that it's just, like, your car is not even worth the transmission that it no. would take to get it to run. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. I mean, my, I guess my car. What a way to think about it.
1: My car's a decade old at this point.
0: Right. Uh, it's, and you've put it through. I put it through some shit. I put it through some stuff
1: constant band meetings from Austin to San Marcos twice a
0: week, jobs in Austin verbal abuse
1: verbal abuse, yeah, I never I never, like, took it to a car wash because I didn't want to spend money on it
0: yeah, you thought you told it that it wasn't worth the soap I told it every single
1: day that it wasn't worth the soap you're like, you're a dirty girl (laughs) and, look I'll be the first to say, it was a sexual thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
0: but, <laughs> <laughs> she broke my heart.
1: But I, I don't like all these articles talking about it. It's private.
0: People don't understand us.
1: <laughs> um, you, you guys are
0: autophiles
1: So I, I was basically I've I've been unemployed for a month. I've been without a computer up until today.
0: Since like yeah, we couldn't March record 1st. the podcast because all of your equipment was en route to yeah. its destination.
1: I, yep. And, was, and then you
0: were stuck in Austin, not knowing if you should tell anyone that you should that you're even there because you're like, dude, I already said bye to everyone. Like, I
1: yeah, that's it's
0: like it'd be awkward to see people again, or you know,
1: it's it's not even that it'd be awkward. It's just that like, we we kind of all had these goodbyes with such an essence of finality that like right. it, you know, it it would kind of be an emotional toll on me if I had to do that again.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely understand. Um. I went through that last year, and
1: so for the most part, if no one asked, I didn't tell them anything. Uh, but yeah, I, I I just had no real way of recording the podcast, and I had nothing
0: to do. And dude, I almost thought about put, doing it on your fucking iPhone, and then I, was, I immediately thought, no. But I was like, dude, how can we get this to happen? Like, does your mom not have a desktop computer? Like, is it, you know, like, is some? I I was trying to think of so many ways to do it, but then hey, you know, like I got to do the episode with Andy, and that was really fun. Um, got to listen to some AFI. That was fucking really fun to be able to talk about yeah. that.
1: And I, I still haven't had a chance. I downloaded the episode. Uh, you I haven't still, even listened I to your sti-
0: own podcast. Well,
1: it's not mine if I'm not on it. So you're like, what do I care? <laughs>
0: like, but I, I only want to hear my jokes. I
1: assume y'all only said good things about me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've never heard you sound like that before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. excited to listen to. It. I'm gonna, I'm saving it for a bad day, when I'm like good. really feeling down. You know, and when like it's really rainy. And it's 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 something to boost me back up. You know, I'm missing home. I'm missing my friends. I'm right. missing money that mm. I used to have mm. that I don't have anymore.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we good thing we don't need money to listen to fucking good music
1: that's right only 10.99 a month or 17.99 a month oh, yeah. for YouTube
0: music oh yeah that's right so you do need money to listen to good music a,
1: a little bit but I did the origins of this album the uh well I guess we got to start with what's up buddies welcome to the earbuds podcast it is the first good episode uh, since <laughs> last month. <laughs> I am, uh, I am, of course, as always, your permanent co-host, and you can't mm. kill me, as as hard <laughs> as you try, Brett, uh Hanran. <laughs> with me. I thought
0: of a nickname, but it's mean. Oh, all right, you but know. it was just supporting what you were saying, where you're like you can't get rid of me. I mean, yeah, like, go like, ahead, oh, Brett the Brett the cockroach Han-ran. Okay, great. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I didn't want to say
1: it. And with me, as always, is Lucas the Cockroach Intracab.
0: Yeah, you can't get rid of me.
1: You you've been on.
0: I don't every single fucking episode. You've been on
1: every episode. I've missed two of them. Yes. Um. So I think maybe this next month, maybe you just let me have it. No. And I could no.
0: You're never getting rid of me.
1: Well, that's why we call you El Cucaracha,
0: baby. That's right. that's right yeah man uh what today we're talking about something that you brought up
1: yes sir i we had been listening to very recent albums in the last weeks trying to focus more on what you know people the most relevant and topical news but i decided no i'm done with that for this week And I'm moving, and everything is very difficult right now, so I just want to go back to one of my favorite albums, which is Veni Vidi Vicious by The Hives, baby.
0: Yeah, you were very aggressive when you nominated this record.
1: Yes, I believe I (laughs) either screamed or texted in all caps.
0: No, yeah, it was at the end of the episode and you go, we're fucking listening to you're like, it's not relevant. It came out twenty <laughs> years ago. you're like, we're fucking listening to it. I was like, all right, dude. like but you know what? <laughs> there are no rules here. It's just <laughs> in take it easy uh
1: to to in support of how I took it, this is a very punk album, and I feel like it fuck you know, yeah, is very parallel to the
0: attitude of this record, yeah, man. Uh, I loved. This album. Oh
1: my god! I'm so happy.
0: I loved it. It's so weird that because I already love. I really. I mean, the, from the moment it came out, I hate to say I told you so, it was like has always been a great song. I've always loved that song. I, it's it's one of the classic punk songs, in my opinion. Well, and okay, that's interesting because like for me it. these guys were always lumped in the hives were always lumped into the same category as like Franz Ferdinand and um, like you know they came out at the same time with like the Strokes kind of like the Vines the the Vines the Fratellis you know like all those kind of bands and they are and I like a lot of those bands but I mean this record stands out head and shoulders above any of the stuff I heard from any of those bands at this time for me I think, and it's weird that I loved, hate to say, I told you so so much when it came out, but it didn't get me to explore the rest of their record. And then going back and listening to it, I realized that it's because it's the song that sounds most like all those other bands that I'm just like, I don't, I'm, I wasn't that interested. I was just like, oh, okay, that song stands out amongst all this other stuff that sounds a lot like it, right? But then listening to the rest of the record, I'm like, God, I wish I'd listened to this in 2000. It's,
1: it is so good. It's such a good record. I had only known of this band because on rock band i believe the first one they had main offender oh yeah great song yeah and so i i kind of went to the hives page i found hate to say i told you so they're both off this album and i checked it out i just like found it out of barnes and noble one day and i was like you know what why not and it turned out to be one of like probably one of the top three punk albums i enjoy and one of the top 15 albums uh, of all time for me. Really? Yeah. I I just love this one, man. It it has this perfect very personal um biased mixture of pop sensibilities, catchability and mm-hmm. aggressiveness and attitude. You know? Dude, and that's
0: not what I expected from from this record. Like hearing hate to say I told you so. Right. You know, I heard the little bit of brattiness in there, but I didn't expect this brash Abrasive, dude. The way the guitars sound on this whole album oh, is like man. metal grating against metal. <laughs> it, it has like this; they're like buzzsaws, and it's and I love it. It's like annoying and obnoxious and abrasive in the best ways.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that it's so bratty, and the guitars aren't the most distorted things ever. You know, they they're kind of like halfway between clean and distorted, but it's it's got just enough crunch and just yeah. enough cleanliness that it makes for these... You know, you can easily hear what the guitarists are playing,
0: um, but... It's it's mixed and produced really, really well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it, it just sounds... To me, it sounds like their answer just turned up to 10.
1: <laughs> right. And
0: then they're just like, that's the fucking, you know, the that dirtiness that we're going to get out of it. It's just like pushing it past its, you know, its point. And that's what it sounds like. And it's weird that it's, that it, it's not it i feel like describing it it sounds like it's it should really bother you to listen to it <laughs> that it'll just give you a headache but it's because it's so well produced and it's so like the mix is so good on the whole rec on the whole record that it works so well man yeah and it's and they're so catchy it's the songs are so catchy
1: it's so catchy uh as i said before they have this perfect combination of grit and pop to them that most of their songs are like really ratty and in your face and almost to the point of being annoying with while also having catchy melodies and riffs that yeah you don't you don't really hear riffs like these anymore you know
0: yeah i mean i feel like that's kind of why this album got a little lost in the mix when it came out in 2000 because that was when this kind, kind of the sound of like old school rock and roll. It was like this deluge or deluge or deluge. I don't know how to say it. But this flood of bands that all kind of sounded like this a little bit. Like bringing back these kind of old school garage rock yeah, riffs right. a little bit. And this, I feel like because of that, these guys got lumped into that whole crew, and they kind of got lost in it a little bit. Like, I should have been listening to this when it came out, because this is way more punk rock than anything else. Yeah, and... it's very street punk. Like, as, garage rock, street punk. It's fucking awesome.
1: I think... You know, I think if you had the opportunity to see them live, it would have <sighs> definitely changed your mind about them, and like... would have
0: blown my mind. Made you
1: pay more attention to them, because I've watched live shows, and they're just like... So... Like, I guess dramatic and like,
0: yeah, like the guitarist is like clownish, <laughs> yes, he's like going crazy.
1: And they all, you know, they usually have these black and white kind of themes, like
0: suits and top hats or whatever. Love but that, it's... love the mod style that they have, right. like in their, yeah, they're, and the singer is fucking great. Like, I, I recommended, uh, listening to this album for the in preparation, like, I recommended, I started sharing songs with people. From the album. Oh yeah. And uh, two of my friends, two of my oldest friends, like they're super, super into punk rock. Um, you know, love all this. We loved all the same stuff growing up. And I sent them uh, a get together to tear it apart.
1: Hey, yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, Inspection Wise 99. Like I spent, I sent those two songs to them. And I was like, guys, we were sleeping on this band. And both of their responses was, isn't that... The same fucking band that sounds like the Stooges or like the Strokes and and all those same bands that are just Bad. like, should I really take time to listen to this? And I'm like, guys, this is exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, they're not like these guys at all. And we they they were just marketed really badly <laughs> back then. Yeah, and it's it's just
1: it it's it's hard to make a distinction if you just hear their hits. Um, yeah,
0: right. yeah, I hate to say I told you so is a is a sore thumb on this record, and that's like a negative connotation, but it really is. Yeah. it doesn't like it's like this thing is not like the others.
1: And they uh they actually describe this album, I think on the inside sleeve as a velvet glove with brass knuckles. And oh God, I love that. I, I think that's the perfect way to encapsulate kind of their brattiness and their like fervosity.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny that's such a apt description too because listening to this, more than anything else, I hear the Stooges and the New York Dolls mm. in these songs more than right. anything else. And both of those bands were super theatrical and uh, kind of like this androgynous punk energy, <laughs> this kind of, like, trying to be shocking. But also they were really, like, the New York Dolls were a really, really good punk band and very polished, like... Good punk music that basically we're making like Chuck Berry, Little Richard songs punk, essentially like doing that style. And I hear so much of that in the Stooges in this record. So like that's such a great description because I picture you know you think the New York Dolls and the Stooges and you think how like crazy they looked at the time. Yeah. Well. And then you think of like a velvet glove with brass knuckles. And I'm like I feel like Iggy Pop could, would have worn that one night.
1: It's it's such you a know? weird line because New York Dolls are very much a lot of times they get kind of clustered in with glam rock, you know?
0: Right, which they were kind of, they were the most punk glam rock ever if they're glam <laughs> right. rocked,
1: you know? And so it's it's I feel like glam punk might not be the worst description for the hive sound, if you know, maybe not their looks. But Yeah,
0: but I mean they do have that mod thing going. Like they are fashion is part of their look. Like they thought about That's it true. all. Yeah. You know, so glam punk is not that far off. Maybe like, oh man, I just love that description. I'm just picturing like diamond encrusted brass knuckles (laughs) on this like maroon colored velvet glove, like driving glove or something. Like I want to own that now.
1: Oh man.
0: (laughs) Dude, but I also like, I wonder because after listening to the Bronx, you weren't like a huge, huge fan of the record that we listened to for the podcast but I heard quite a bit of stuff that sounded like The Bronx on this record too. Well,
1: we didn't we didn't listen to The Bronx. We listened to
0: uh, Oh, we listened to The Drips. Yeah, The Drips. Right. I heard a, well, The Drips are The Bronx. I mean, it sounds exactly <laughs> like The Bronx.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: it's... maybe a little little more abrasive on a couple songs, but I heard a lot of The Bronx on this record.
1: Maybe maybe it's just that little twinge of surf that The Hives yeah. don't really have. Maybe that's the difference for me. I don't know. I I've been meaning to get try to like try The Bronx again.
0: I think you would like them, especially like um, I, I get it, a get together to tear it apart and uh, inspection 99, which were the two that expansion wise 99. And then also knock, knock. I feel like those three songs, I'm like, this could be the Bronx and I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference except for the vocals. Right. Like music wise, they're doing all the same things. Like all those songs had those moments where they kind of cut the beat in half and let it like yeah, ride, yeah, yeah. you know, and it got, it gets like all of a sudden they're going from, you know, these like. Um, Big bar chords like up on the higher strings to get that kind of like twangy, like really high pitched, annoying sound. And they're yeah, going straight power sure. chords, yep. you know. And it's just like, ah, uh, like they had those moments in those songs that reminded me a lot of the Bronx and, uh, yeah, I feel like that's you know I looked at both of the Bronx and the Hives as like similar artists or related artists on Spotify, and they don't show up on each other's. And I'm like, really, this is, this is where the algorithm is broken. <laughs> like, this is where the computers are wrong. Well, and could... it's the same thing happens with like Arcs Bandits. So you look at Arcs Bandits, and they're so different now than they were when they started, but Spotify still thinks they're a ska band.
1: Uh, the algorithm seems to favor bands of the same era rather than the same it, sound.
0: Exactly, and like exactly. bands that have
1: the same members.
0: I feel like it's not yes, and it's not. And I think what I'm realizing is the algorithm's not analyzing the music; it's analyzing the information that is in the track or whatever. Which is yeah, the date, the genre, the whatever, whatever. And like, uh, I don't, I don't know yeah. how you
1: would. I don't know how advanced we are with AIs right now, but like, I I can't imagine a way you could analyze just music, but.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's those websites that you can put in a band and they'll show you like it'll be all these different tendrils coming off the band and and doing related bands. And I feel like those have been more accurate, especially with stuff like ARX Bandits, have been more accurate in giving me related music than uh, Spotify is. Like you put on ARX Bandits Radio and it's like, dude, real big fish and ARX Bandits should not be on the same playlist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like not maybe even the close
1: first half of our expanded.
0: right maybe like progress and the, you know the, the albums <laughs> before it but yeah it's just it's weird so it's like i listen to hives radio and it's a bunch of like other music i don't really like that much and i'm like that sucks because i want to hear what these guys should be paired with right
1: yeah
0: um but either way i mean going back to it fucking out like the guitars are so great but how good are fucking i think it's pele pele his vocals are so fun dude. oh
1: Man, I mean, he's a huge part of what makes this band is that his vocals sound like kind of so off the wall and aggressive when they want to, but also very playful and sarcastic, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, think about like on Find Another Girl, you know, where it's like (laughs) you don't think his voice should work on that, and it totally does work on this like weird Calypso tropical song.
1: Yeah, that's so completely different from everything else on the album. Love it though, but it's it's kind of a nice break. It's a it's a breather track, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and it's a cover, which I I didn't I, know.
1: I've been trying to research that because I I heard it and I was like, surely this is not an original song.
0: I never I, I would have never thought that it was a it was a cover, but yeah, it's a Curtis Mayfield song. Okay. That they yeah that they made into I really love what they did with it, but yeah, his voice his weird annoying nasal <laughs> abrasive voice works really well on a song like that it kind of reminds me of the um singer of idols like that kind yeah. of that range that he has where it's just you know he can have this super aggressive loud angry voice but then it's still for some reason it works on even a quiet slow song
1: yeah and in the fact that you can just have this fuzz on the vocals for all the tracks and it doesn't get old
0: right which is what you didn't like about the drips at all yes yes Uh, (laughs) I remember that was a big complaint of yours, but it's very subtle the way that they do it on on Pele's voice. I think on this record because I don't feel like he needs a lot of it.
1: No, yeah, it's probably a lot of natural, just kind of, you know, intonations or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a, it's just it's really fun to listen to, and it it's this is one of the one of those bands that I would love to play pretty much any instrument to be in the band, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i've I've learned a lot of Hives riffs. Uh, oh, they have great
0: riffs on the whole record. dude. I mean,
1: ev- just about every song has a riff that's so it sounds just um, by default iconic or like catchy.
0: It's so catchy, and and Pele's voice in and of itself is a is an instrument, like going along with everything. So right. I feel like I I don't think that often when it comes to vocalists that. To me, it just sounds like they're singing on top of the music, but Pele's voice feels like just another guitar and or you, something.
1: Like, it's so interesting that you say that because this is a band that has five members, if I remember correctly. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. yeah, and two of them are guitarists, and then there's a separate, isolated singer, which is not something you really see a lot. And especially with this album and the songs, you, like, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't dog on you for thinking there's only one guitarist because,
0: um, yeah. I mean, a lot of times they're just doubling up on each other, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of times it seems like attacking you (laughs) like the first guitarist is doing the top three strings and the other guitarist is doing the bottom three. Right. You know, of just like a chord
0: and, but you do feel those double guitars when they start doing those, the power chord parts. Right. Or when, you know, like on a, like what song is playing right now? I fucking love it. Uh the hives introduced the metric system in time. Yeah, where that's where it's like you have one of the guitars going like do 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 and the other one's like uh it's so like that's what gives the two of them go back and forth so well.
1: It gives them such great momentum throughout all these songs.
0: Especially this song. That yeah. Like, dude, I want to see that live so bad.
1: Oh, like that, man.
0: I feel like, you know, I think, I think their songs just feel so huge to me. Right. And it's, it's weird to think that, you know, there aren't a lot of punk bands that I feel like could be played in an arena. Like, I feel like I could see these songs in an arena. Like yeah. they, there, there aren't a lot of punk bands that can do that. And I, but I feel like these songs just have so much life and energy in them and like presence and impact. Yeah. And you they know, just... they're just so well written and well played and well produced that, that the hives just have that essence to their music that like, I want to hear them in a huge arena.
1: Yeah. Cause they, they have this fullness to all their instrumentals, but it's not a fullness that comes from overproduction. And it still has that raw kind of feel about it. So dirty. It's it's perfect for like a punk stadium. <laughs> it's
0: so grimy. Yeah, exactly. Like it's weird to think this is stadium punk. Like this is punk rock that like, because when when, when those drums, like especially when he's doing some floor tom stuff, to uh, like really, yeah, right. you know, like really drive it home. Like on, uh, I think it's at the end of Knock Knock. It has this like slower, more aggressive, like almost like Billy Talent type of part to it mm-hmm. but it's just like do do do, just like hitting these floor toms super hard i'm like i want to see that live like in a massive stage
1: right for sure
0: and, and that's just how like impactful these songs are and the the production again it's just like you don't it's it's so bratty and dirty and grimy but not to the point where i don't want to hear it loud as fuck in a massive venue yeah it it, just... like it it would work in a big venue even reverberating off the metal right it, yeah
1: this whole album just kind of strikes that perfect balance between you know a lot of these bratty and produced elements that like these yeah. garage rock and pop rock elements you know without feeling like too much of one or the other
0: yeah I think th- there is one standout song on this record. Um, in a lot of ways that I didn't like. And it's only one. Yeah? Can you guess which one?
1: Um, I mean, it's probably not Find Another
0: Girl. No, it's not.
1: Because uh, even
0: that one is... That's such a weird song. That's such a weird cover. The weird synth plucky... The plucky synth stuff that they're mixing in there somehow works really well. Like That song is so weird, but it stands out in a really good way. Honestly... End- going into this record i loved hate to say i told you so and then after hearing the rest of the album it's my least favorite song
1: dang okay
0: well i still like it though
1: this this might be a good uh transition to the nar nugs oh okay because
0: uh... it is time it is time it is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. I'll say my
1: uh, second NAR nug on this album is uh, "I hate to say I, I, told, to say
0: you say I told you so." All right, Dan, dang, 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 dang. Great riff. I'll say, awesome riff.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great riff. I will say it is. You know, it, it's probably their most famous song.
0: Probably their most
1: overplayed song. And,, uh, yeah, it was
0: everywhere, dude. I remember it was in like a car commercial <laughs> right. for like years, which is
1: a never a good sign.
0: no. well, I mean the the fucking transplants were in like two different shampoo commercials in the two thousands like that was weird as hell. So you know, it happens
1: um, but yeah, this is I could definitely see this as being the most like they were most focused on this being a hit song out of the entire album. but. Right. You it's a very
0: what? obvious single when you're listening to the album as a whole right it stands out um for me not in a good way but for me
1: it's it's my second nug it's the second song I'd ever heard by them and
0: what was it oh the first one was um, main offender
1: main offender yeah because it was a yeah. rock band you're right um but the riff on this one is so good as you said at the start. Um, I think just the way the vocals go with the instruments is Mm -hmm. great in a way that I can't really like point to other songs as, um,
0: I feel like it's one of the, it's the most produced song on the record too, to like, in terms of um, how many layers they added to it. Yeah. There's a lot of extra guitar work in there. There's a lot of extra synth stuff in there. There's a couple more vocals
1: than you'd yeah. see in in the other songs on this album mm-hmm uh but it's also it's got like one of my favorite drum fills of all time which is so weird because it's just that one after uh the second chorus I think it was like but a good and it and then it goes to the bass and it's just yeah we didn't have
0: we haven't given the drummer credit yet great fucking drummer in this band
1: oh my god yeah great drummer um his intro on uh, "Get Together to Tear It Apart" is yeah. so cool and just sets yes. the tone of the song so perfectly. Yes. Um, his right hand—he's a monster with speed, man.
0: Yeah, and he—I mean, like, you know, you were saying like his fill and hate to say I told you so. I feel like they—the the problem that I had with this song after listening to the rest of the record is that it—it it, the production on it is different than any of the other songs on the record sure it feels like they gave this song to someone else you know like to another (laughs) producer someone who was like okay i hear something in this song uh let me produce it and then it'll be your single you know and it just because it feels so different like the bass is much much louder the vocals aren't as uh distorted
1: yeah it's it's got a lot of it's got a much cleaner vibe just much around.
0: cleaner that weird like phasey guitar at the end feels very like u2 ish <laughs> you know this era of late 90s rock like pop rock music um like i said lots of like more layered guitars they still had like, cool uh decisions that they made and, so, and i love in the chorus where that like really loud abrasive guitar comes in just for the chorus Mm. where it's like I feel like that's what the guitar sounded like on the whole song originally right. and then the producer took it and he was like I'll put it in the chorus like I'll put it for 10 seconds in the chorus for you but he's like we gotta do, we gotta take that out you know yeah. right. um, so that was kind of that was what disappointed me about it like listening to this record because it just has unfortunately I love all the other songs so much more that I still like this song a lot but it stands out to me now that I don't like the production on it mm. That's that's what was a weird uh, experience for me, listening to this because I really like that song still. But I like the production on all the other stuff. I but, feel like they, I feel like they obviously made it a single, and that it, it like kind of
1: yeah irked me. It, you'd enjoy it more as a single than in the context of the record. Exactly. Because yeah. it's a great song. I still love it. Well, why don't you tell me what your one of your favorite songs on this record is?
0: oh man uh I love every single song on this record yes it was very hard to pick uh even one choice nug over another like it i it was really hard but I ended up uh landing my first one was a get together to tear it apart
1: yes that was that that is my first choice nug on the album
0: wow that's surprising because there's a lot of good songs on this record like
1: I mean I don't I don't think there's a single bad song on this record. So no, there it was isn't. Really hard to decide, but uh, my choices were <laughs> all the contestants for best song on, songs on the record were tracks two through six.
0: Oh, okay. So you have a chunk in there that you love a lot.
1: Yeah, because uh, Die All Right, I'll Get Great Together song. to Tear Apart, Made a Fender, Outsmarted, and Hate to Say I Told yep. You So. Yeah, that is
0: a fucking solid run there. Uh, but I honestly, I feel like all the songs on this record are good. I don't think there's like hate to say, I told you so is a different vibe, but it's still a fucking awesome song. Like every song is good on this, but I get together to tear apart was the first one that stood out to me. Like it's number three on the record and it's just like this great straightforward punk, but it has tons of like this late seventies, early eighties, like anthemic vibes to it. Like when a chorus kind of cuts in half, and the guitars ring out you a know, little like bit, kind of, yeah, it's like uh, what Sheer Mag wishes they could do. Oh
1: man. Essentially. <laughs> it's that <laughs> same
0: up 70s <laughs> arena rock vibe, you know? Right. Um, but also like I heard some, uh, I don't know if you listen to like the Lawrence Arms or None More Black. No. Any of those, Kid Dynamite, any of that kind of like punk stuff from the 2000s. It's like kind of hardcore punk that's super catchy. That's super poppy, okay. And that I heard that a lot in a get together, and uh, man, fucking love that song, dude. It's
1: it's. This is the song that I have the most fun pretending I'm the singer to. Um, yeah. Just this is a
0: good. This is gonna be a great album to drive around and. Uh, oh, listen yeah. to For me, dude. Yeah.
1: And and the the momentum that the song carries the whole time, is fantastic and it's energetic. I love back and forth stuff from backup vocals to the main vocals and this has a lot of that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah good group vocal stuff yeah and yeah do that that energy the whole this is another one that like it reminded me of the bronx a lot mm. and that chorus is just very Bronxish, and i just love the decisions like the the riffs the riffage on this whole album is so fucking good yeah And, uh, yeah, this song is, like, again, it's just, like, super catchy, but they break the rhythm up a little bit. I like the way that they, like, bring in and out the guitars at times and everything, so, like, all of that is just such good songwriting and it makes it really fun. And, yeah, this is one of those that I'm like, "Ah, we should have covered this in, in Mortalis, dude.
1: Ugh, don't even say that, dude. That
0: would have been such a fun cover, dude. Before I go into my second choice nug, I do have to say, like, Again, I have to call out, because it'll explain my rating once we get to that, too. Okay. Because I loved every song on this record, and it was really, really hard for me to pick my favorites. And there was several that were in contention for Choice Nugs, including, like, Find Another Girl. I really love. Uh, It's kind of like, again, the Idols record, the, the Beachland Ballroom.
1: Yeah, S- that song right. on
0: their last record and, and one of the other ones it just like it stands out to me in such a good way and it's so different in such a good way um, but Knock Knock was also almost a choice Knock. yup loved it. Knock Knock Just uh, uh, I wrote in all caps I want to play this song live like it is so fun yeah. and another one of those arena feeling like just so much fucking energy and then Supply and Demand like yeah that song makes me want to like march to a fucking soccer game with a a bunch of hooligans in london and we're all singing the song
1: one of my favorite parts of that song is the very like right before the very last chorus he's like supply d and then one of the guitars is just feedbacking and it's just yes love that
0: feedback and then like that's when they're holding out the notes on the main riff and like ringing it out like near the end and just like letting it just like live and breathe and it's so good and it reminded me of the movie uh, Green Street Hooligans. I don't know if you've ever seen that. <laughs> no. You should, dude. It's an awesome movie about soccer hooligans uh, with Elijah Wood. One of my favorite actors. But my second choice, Nug, it bounced around a whole bunch, but it's got to be the Hives introduced the metric system in time. Really? It, it's Wow. I, you know, I think a big part about it is that it comes right after Hate to Say I Told You So, and it couldn't be more different then that song immediately
1: so much more ballsy and punk. Dude, just pa-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-just
0: ba- ba- the drums going off it stands out in in a, in a such a different way because of the song that's right before it but it's like so awkward <laughs> it's like after hate to say i told you so ends it's such a mid-tempo catchy bouncy song and the next one ba- ba- yeah and it,
1: Ugh, i love it is it it has this dichotomy uh, the whole song where it's just like the drums and the vocals
0: and then everything comes in. Yeah, and then that the jankiness of the guitars are added back into the mix. Yeah. You know, like we lost it on Hate to Say I Told You So and it's like, God, I love that, that jankiness and I love the the monotonous like synth note that they just yeah, play whatever throughout that, the verse. Oh, so good. And then it just, the when it when it goes back ta, and then the guitars cut out really yeah. quick and the drums keep going with the bass uh. it's just they're just so like the choices that they made on this record in terms and like in their songwriting and stuff it just they know how to like make things and like have impact and just stand out and just be so fun for sure yeah and uh, that the yeah man that, that song in particular like I think that is my favorite song on the record because of that that really like just snare hitting every single beat <laughs> the guitar is just loud and just just uh yeah i love it man i love it so much it's
1: just so so in your face
0: uh when it's, it needs it's to be- uh relentless dude but it's it's it also like they're not i think it would be harder it, it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable like it probably wouldn't be a choice nug of mine if they didn't make those choices of like cutting out the guitars at a perfect time right yeah where it's like it is not this it's not an onslaught for two minutes you the, know the, there's like moments of of like you can breathe
1: the dynamics of the song are extremely important to what make it so good
0: and that's what uh i think is my favorite part of this record is how dynamic it is and how uh, uh like relentless and angry and aggressive it is but it has so much range yeah and not just not just talking about find another girl right it's just like this range of tone throughout the whole record that they they just man they they people are sleeping on these guys I, like I feel like they are extremely underrated.
1: I've told Alejandro and Pierce from Burn Band so many times to listen to this album, they refuse to do it.
0: You know, well, I'm at least glad to see that's ridiculous because like it's the same thing with my friends that I I suggested those two songs and they were just like really the Hives like aren't they just it's like, like oh, yes. all like, no dude like give them a chance. And I mean, but I'm glad to see that on Spotify they have nearly 2.6 million monthly listeners.
1: I mean, yeah. So they, they're
0: they're they're at least loved, which I like because I, it, it's a bummer if there's a band that's as good as these guys that no one's listening to them. Right. I I and a lot of people are listening to these guys, so that's fun.
1: I don't think I would call them. Ugh, it's it's they're on the edge of underrated. I guess I'd say. I think they are. Um, but. You could make an argument either way, and I think you'd be fine. Uh, Do
0: you think uh, are there are there other albums? Do you like them as much?
1: No, you know I've tried a oh, lot. Really? I've tried a good number of their discography, and none of it to me is as good as this album.
0: Oh, that's disappointing.
1: Uh, you know they have other good songs on other albums, but this this whole thing is just like peak. Yeah, punk. This to is me.
0: gold, dude. This is fucking gold.
1: Um, but with, with that said, I think maybe you should get to the ratings.
0: Uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. What is your yeah, this album really, really surprised me, dude. I, I didn't think I wasn't going to like it. I definitely thought I was going to enjoy this record. Uh, I just didn't think I was going to enjoy this much. Not, <laughs> not nearly as much as I did. Right. It really surprised me. The, I did not expect this street punk garage rock sound. I didn't expect this abrasive, raw, dirty, gritty punk. And, you know, I've been reading uh, this punk uh, history book called Please Kill Me. <laughs> and I'm going through the history of punk, essentially, from the beginning, from like the Velvet Underground all the way through, so right. Iggy Pop and the Stooges and the New York Dolls. I've been reading a lot about them recently and listening to them a lot recently. So like hearing this album and hearing that the Hives and in, in you know in 2000 were trying to bring back that sound, it just makes me feel like I missed out on like 22 years of being able to love and enjoy this <laughs> record, you know.
1: Oh man, but hey, and, you got 22 years to enjoy it, man.
0: Uh, that's I kind of think the timeline is is pretty solid there. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep listening to it until my end but it's uh, I just feel like there were so many good choices made on this record too like in the songwriting in the production um, I there's just hard to say anything bad about it so right. I fucking love it like after every time I've listened to it and it's so short it's like 27 minutes which is like perfect because yeah. it leaves it leaves that fucking like feeling of oh, I want to listen to it again It's you know like right after I'm done I'm like wow I fucking love that record
1: yeah, in that in that aspect, it's so weird because it's it is like twelve songs, and it comes under half an hour, and it's so weird how much quality and like stuff they cram into this twenty eight minute long album.
0: None of this sounds like uh, filler. Yeah, like, this is all killer. Yeah, they went to the they went to the Sun Forty One school of, of songwriting <laughs> for sure. The school and we
1: should all go to.
0: The school we should all aspire to attend. Right. I just think there were so many, like I said, like so many good choices made on this. And it just sounds, it's another one of those records that I'm like, this this was written for me. So this is a solid 9.4.
1: Jeez.
0: Like it is, again, man, like this is, I haven't had that feeling often where I hear an album and I go, it almost, I'm almost sad that I haven't heard it before. (laughs) You're sad you haven't
1: spent your life with it.
0: Yeah. Like this is this is like just now into entering my life and I'm like, man, I could have had twenty two years of rocking this fucking album. And and showing it to people, you know? It's kinda like, man, like people are sleeping on this. I never hear anyone talk about the hives.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Gosh. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh it's got this these great riffs. It has these great pop sensibilities while not sacrificing any of their raw aggressiveness right um it's a velvet glove with brass knuckles that's the perfect way to describe it um
0: perfect (laughs) i love that description dude
1: (laughs) if you just want some good punk rock that you can sing along to and still get the lead out this is a perfect album for it I I got to give this one like a 9.6. Yeah. Dude. Just because it's I've wanted to I I've you know done little scenarios where I'm on stage and I'm singing these songs so many times, you know, pretending mm. I'm a rock star. I've learned all these riffs um and I've been wanting to write music like this for so long that I can't say it's not a huge influence on my music.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, like I knew that you liked this album. You've told me about this album. You've told me for a long time to check out this yeah, record. Yeah, yep. And uh, I'm so glad I finally did, that I was forced to to, to have to finally check it out. <laughs> I did but, hold you a gunpoint at one point, yes. Yeah, I mean, like we have said, you are constantly pointing a gun at me in the camera Yeah. when we're doing these episodes. So. And, and you but, know the bullet will go through. It, I already know. You already told me. You've already take LSD that one time and believe that you shot a bullet through the fucking camera. You MK would me, like I already know. I mean, remember, you still have that
1: wound, so it's not like you can forget very (laughs) easily.
0: Is that what that lightning scar on my forehead is? Yeah, that's that's what that is. (laughs) That's when you shot me in the head through a camera. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, that's uh, one mystery solved, but another mystery too is that, like, you know, if people are wondering if it's maybe it's just subjective. Uh, that we love this album so much, which it absolutely is, but honestly, uh, this is ranked, like, this has ended up on numerous, like, best of lists, this album. Like, it's on the top 500 greatest rock and roll and metal albums of all time list. Uh, It's number 399, and Rolling Stone put this as number 91 on the list of their top albums of the decade. From 2000 to 2010. Like, this was on the top 100 records, so Critics love this album, too. Pitchfork put, you know, Hate to Say I Told You So on one of their best songs of the decade, also. So, like, people know about these guys, but if you, buddies, if y'all have not listened to this album and you like punk rock, like, fucking listen to this record.
1: Give it a try. You know, it's, it is a little bratty. It's a little in your face. It might even be a little pompous, but. Oh, man,
0: it's brash yeah
1: if you uh if you can push past that stuff you're gonna find a fantastic punk rock almost even pop album that that i think you're gonna hold on to for a bit
0: yeah man i mean this is definitely gonna be one that i'm gonna listen to a lot for the next 22 years
1: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you buddies for listening to this episode of the podcast what do you think about the album uh, if, if there was a way that you could figure out how to tell us that mm-hmm. I'd like to hear it. Cause I'm, I've been trying to think about that idea for years.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if there was only, there was, if the only, there was a way for someone to like, leave like a, a comment or like just a comment on the episode, you know, or right.
1: like, yeah. or to
0: somehow like something that we've done, you know, to tell us, you know, somehow tell us that they like it by just like a thumbs up even. A thumbs up, like a five-star uh, review on iTunes or something like that. Something like that would suffice. You can rate us on Spotify. You can rate us on iTunes. I'm pretty sure you can rate us on a lot of streaming stuff. And the more that you rate us, the more people get recommended our episodes. So definitely do that too. Uh, our Instagram is uh, at EBPCast. Brett is at Brett Hanrahan. I'm at Jean-Luc Guittard uh, We have, you know, we're going to try maybe do some shorties coming up soon. We're trying to catch up on our schedule a little <laughs> yeah, bit. It is... Um, um,
1: We'll 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 see how Seattle has changed me throughout these next yeah. couple weeks. You know, I feel like we're
0: going to listen to nothing but shoegaze for the rest of the year on this fucking <laughs> podcast. Shoegaze and '90s grunge, baby. There we go. Yeah. Well, on the next episode, we're not listening to anything that's even remotely close to those two genres. We are going to check out Charlie XCX's new album Crash, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you know, because like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I've been trying to bring more timely, relevant records to the to the podcast just in hopes of like, you know, more people checking us out and, and you know, giving a, the podcast a little wider audience because uh, we do very fucking specific albums <laughs> for our tastes. But uh, this is one that I honestly, uh, and everyone that I brought to the podcast, but this one, again, it's like it doesn't really usually fall under my purview but I've heard some of Charlie's stuff before and was surprised at how much I liked it so I'm interested in this record
1: well you know I have listened to this record a couple times and I, I you know I won't spoil anything too much but I will okay. say this is that the uh, treasure is under the third floor
0: the treasure is under the third floor yep. I love when you're so mysterious and you know you're, you're I love when you get cryptic well, you know, you know that's th- my favorite that's my favorite type of bread is cryptic bread.
1: I'm you know, I'm into ARGs and I, uh, and I know what that means. This album is a huge ARG Illuminati conspiracy Ooh, type of thing.
0: It's got ARG energy.
1: Yeah. And so uh, just I like that. Just remember that phrase. Uh, go ahead and decode it and uh, you'll find the next step to the clue.
0: Yeah, and if you follow us on Instagram, we will send you the decoder ring. Yes, um, in the mail, and every episode we'll we'll give you one letter of well, the code. It's uh, at the end of the episode.
1: We actually only do the decoder uh,
0: by fax. Okay, well, it's a yeah, it's it's a lot of math. Yeah, that people will have to do, but uh, that's the first clue: is the treasure is under the third floor. Yep. So uh, just remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, buddies, let you know. Let us know what you think. Uh, Brett's getting at here. <laughs> I think he saw the Batman recently and he's inspired by the Riddler, which is a little kind of freaking me out. But thanks for listening, buds. Let us know what you think of this record. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you think of Seattle, Brett. You know, because I'm not sure yet. I'm yeah, not sure. sure what what I think of this guy. I'll,
1: I'll um, make
0: a couple, uh,
1: you know, just anon pages and uh, comment under the podcast as i usually do about that yeah
0: make some ghost accounts i mean that's all who follows us it's just accounts of ai people i've made up
1: it's it's sex bots or accounts that we've made
0: yes Ooh, sex bots (laughs) yeah dude we're that good all right buddies well let us know what y'all thought give us a follow we love you guys thank you for listening uh brett what would you uh what would you rate this uh you know what this this first episode back i'm right this a 9.6 i'm doing a 9.6 yeah me too me too uh this was good lucas this was a good bye buddy bye. a three two one now stop it now did you already stop it We're... You weren't recording the whole time?